Welcome back to the Literacy Based Speech Therapy Podcast. My name is Kaylin. And my name is Ashley. We're both licensed speech language pathologists. If you have a love of picture books and want fresh ideas for using them in your therapy sessions, then you're in the right place. Today, we're going to do a deep dive into the book Love Monster by Rachel Bright. Super cute book. If you have a copy, go grab it and you can follow along with us. Also, you can download the blank template included for you to take notes. And that download link is included on this listening app. A quick summary for Love Monster. Love Monster is a slightly hairy monster trying to fit in with the cuddly residents of Cutesville. But as it turns out, it's hard to fit in with the cute and fluffy when you're a googly-eyed monster. And so Love Monster sets out to find someone who will love him just the way he is. His journey is not easy. He looks high, low, even middle-ish. But as he soon finds out, in the blink of a googly eye, love can find you when you least expect it. So for our deep dive episode, we are letting you behind the scenes of how we go through a book and pull out all the relevant speech and language goals we could use with it. And looking at the key concepts for Love Monster, we ask ourselves, why are we pulling this book off the shelf? So here are the reasons why we are pulling Love Monster into our sessions. We are doing this with our early childhood and elementary students. It's a complete episode, so if you need a good story grammar, this is one that you want to pull off with a plan and then action steps and then a resolution. There's a great theme message, sequencing, illustration study, social-emotional concepts, adjectives, and text features. So it checks a lot of boxes for things we look for in a great book to use with our students. So the plot or the story grammar, again, it is a complete episode. So the main character is Monster. The setting is Cutesville. And then the big wide world that he goes out into. The kickoff is that Monster noticed everyone loved cute and fluffy things, but not necessarily hairy, googly-eyed monsters. So he recognized that. And that's, you know, kind of the problem. No one loved Monster for the way he was or the way he looked. So his plan was to set off to look for someone who loved him for just the way he was. And it literally is even stated just like that in this story. So we love when things are very clear. And then his attempts are he looks in a lot of places, high and low, in between, searches far and wide. The result is that his search didn't go well. So he has an internal response which is that monster, he was sad and he was scared and lonely. And so the next action was he just decided he was going to give up. He was going to go home and he's like waiting for the bus. But then love found him when he was least expecting it to. And so the resolution, the ending of the story is monster found someone just like him and he was happy. Yes. So the theme message for this book is the acceptance of who you are. So Monster accepting himself for being a monster and being googly-eyed, especially by the end of the book. You can use this book for sequencing with the order of where he looked for someone to love him. And it even has it laid out in all of the illustrations. High, low, middle-ish, inside, outside, a dress shop, on the wall of a building, in a pond. So it is very clear sequencing. And the visual is also very clear. It's not just in the wording. Right. Because like high and low, he's like literally on top of a mountain and then down low in a valley. So it's great for those the visual connection to the words in the story. 
one of the main reasons we mentioned earlier why we would pull this one off the shelf is that illustration study and connecting how the setting relates, how the character relates to the visuals in the story. So even from the very beginning on the title page, not the cover, but like the inside first page, there's a great compare contrast opportunity. You see the houses in Cutesville. So they're very bright colors. There's like butterflies and everyone's smiling and you can just tell everyone's happy versus over to the side is where Monster lives. And it's like a rundown shack. It's brown. You can tell it's falling apart. So you'll notice the bunnies in Cutesville, like they're happy and smiling. And then Monster looks sad and he looks very alone because they all have lots of people and he's alone. So right off the bat, having your students notice that again, that's before the even the first, you know, words on the page. But notice they're setting this scene for these characters and for the situation that's coming up. So you can compare and contrast, you know, monster situation towards the cutesville, fluffy, cute things. On the next pages, you'll notice some more illustration opportunities. So when he's looking high, he uses a telescope. When he's looking low, he uses a magnifying glass. And then he uses binoculars to look middle-ish. So you can use those as great opportunities to, you know, what are these things function for? On pages like 1920 in the book, he finds someone to potentially love him at the non-cute fancy dress shop, you know, on the brick wall, like in the water, you can see, you know, things are not quite what they seem. And so how, you know, having your students answer that question of how things are not quite what they seem. Because it's not in the text, it's just in the illustration. So in the dress shop, it's a costume. So why did he initially think like, oh, you might love me because it's a costume of a monster. But then it's like, oh, you're not real. You're just a costume. And then he sees on the wall, he sees the silhouette of a monster and he gets excited, but then it's just a shadow. But those things are not in the text. You have to have the ability to infer why things aren't quite as they seem. Or when he sees his reflection in the water because he gets excited thinking it's someone, but then he realizes, oh, it's just me. So you'll have to help your students make that connection with the text. Why why aren't things as they seem? And it's because it's just a costume, shadow, or a reflection. Well, and another illustration point that is in this book is the rain cloud over his head. We have mentioned this on several books. We mentioned it on the Splat the Cat Valentine's Day book. We've mentioned it on Rosie's glasses. This is something your students are going to see and they need to notice and understand that a rain cloud over or a rainy day and rain cloud over a character's head, they need to be able to connect that it is that imagery, that visual imagery of sadness and doom and gloom. And now it even starts raining over him. So it's not necessarily realistic rain, but like it's that representation of his, you know, it's, a, it's his feelings. It's how he's feeling. So then he's sitting at the bus stop that says Cutesville. And, you know, you can notice also too, who's driving the bus stop. She's smiling at him. And so making those connections for your students, for the character facial expressions and different signs, different things like that throughout the story is really going to help your students connect deeper to the text. Especially when the text doesn't lay it all out. 
So, which we gave another example of this with Officer Buckle. So we have a, another episode on Officer Buckle, and it's the same thing. If you don't understand the illustrations, you won't necessarily understand the fullness of the story. So the, another concept we mentioned was social-emotional. So a lot of Valentine's Day books, this is something you will work on. But for this book, you're going to need to infer monsters' body language and facial expressions and discuss that. Why does no one like him? How does that make him feel? And then inferring why kids love fluffy things, but not monster. So it even has like the fluffy things more kind of like a stuffed animal in the beginning whenever it's introducing the characters. And so why would someone pick that kind of stuffy versus monster and then relate it like how you might not fit in? So you can also bring the kids into relating What's a time where you haven't fit in or you haven't felt like you are the same or things like that? So you can discuss that. Great opportunities for that. And then grammar concepts, we discussed adjectives is big in this book. So just an example, it says he lives in a world of cute, fluffy things. So cute and fluffy. And then another one is, but nobody loves a slightly hairy, I suppose a big googly eyed monster. So that's another just an example of they're just trying to really emphasize the difference between why monster might not fit in. So I mentioned, I suppose, a bit googly-eyed. So again, that is with the dashes. It's supposed to be one word. So just when you're reading that, read it as if it is its own adjective word, if that makes any sense. And then Another example of the dashes, it says moping around sort. So I, I just love that's just good exposure of creating an adjective. Different ways to read it. Yes, different ways to read it. And then other examples for great text features in this book, the font. It Sometimes it's moving text. Sometimes it's large. Sometimes it's bold. And all of this is for emphasis and to bring your attention to it. So help them notice it and bring their attention to it. And then there's also the ellipsis for anticipation of what's going to happen. And then it even includes parentheses. So I think that's also a cool feature with hello monster or poor monster. It's like an aside spoken, it's a what's spoken kind of on the side. And I think the text features, this is an, an example of what we need to be teaching explicitly. We need to explicitly say, Authors use ellipses to build anticipation. Authors use large font for you to read it differently. Authors use parentheses, in this case, for you to read it as an aside to the text. This is where our language to teach students explicitly is just so important. And then, you know, we're not necessarily pulling this book off of the shelf for problem solving, but you do have opportunities that you can target problem solving kind of in a simple form. No one loves a googly eyed monster. Monster has to set out to find someone to love and accept him. So, you know, it's just a simple problem solving opportunity here. And then there's some simple predicting opportunities for you too. Where do you think monster could go to find so, so like he's setting off and so you can predict, well, where do you think he's going to go? to find someone to love him? Where do you think he might look next? Because he goes through several different places. Why do you think Love Monster is the way he is? What do you think will happen when he gets on the bus? So look for predicting opportunities throughout the story. Again, we're not pulling it off the shelf for those specific reasons, but there's definitely opportunities for those. 
And then with the speech sounds, there's not like a high frequency of a specific word. However, you can address the character monster, so that medial ST blend. And then he's looking for someone to love him. So work on the word love. So it's not a book. If you really need speech sounds, this isn't it. But if you have a group and they they happen to work on the L or they're working on the medial ST or the final ER, you could also address that in this book. Another, just a little bonus, just if you want to go a little deeper, make a card for someone telling them why they're special on the inside. I think that's what the message of this book is what makes Monster special on the inside, not based on how he looks. And I think it's very easy because it's not abstract. When kids look at someone, they can say, oh, I like your hair or I like your shirt. But what on the inside makes them special? Or they can draw or write what makes them personally, what are they good at? What makes them special on the inside? So that's just a little bonus. So we do have a narrative notes already done for you on this book. If you'd like to print it off and just, you know, print and go, it has all the words, all the text features, all the WH questions page by page. We will link to that in the show notes. If you want to do it yourself, we have the template available for free and your listening app will have that link there as well. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We know you're a busy SLP, so thanks for spending some of your time with us today. Click the description for this episode on your listening app or go to sweetsouthernspeech.com to access the show notes. We will include any links mentioned. And to continue the conversation, come hang out with us on Instagram at Literacy Based Speech Therapy, where we share lots of books to use in your therapy sessions. We would love to hear your thoughts on what you heard today. Please leave us a review on your listening app. We'll catch you in the next episode.